When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Everybody, welcome back to the Carlton Show, episode number two after our first JLT hit out for 2017. Andy Mar, Paul Bar, Bazza Bagsy, and Stephen Pertol, the Gickman, back to do it all again. Hi, Bagsy. Hey, going, Andy. All right, Gickman. Bucket. What did we make? Hey, but before we get stuck into the bits and pieces, and there's a lot to get through, obviously, with the women's and the men's. Can I just say right off the top? Um, thanks to everybody who actually took the time to have a listen to Ep One. We thought no one would listen, to be honest. We thought we'd do this just a bit of a personal indulgence between the three of us. Mm. And the feed, not only the feedback we got, which was fantastic and absolutely uh, appreciated, but the numbers of people that actually took the time to listen to it was fantastic. So thanks to everyone, yeah? No, oh, I can't believe it. I thought only my daughter would listen. Humbling. It's humbling. Well, you know what it says? It says that um, people want to hear their footy team spoken about. And when we've, we've grown up in an era for the first, you know, 75% of our lives, and we were front page and back page news, whether it be good or bad. Now, no one gives a tinker's cuss about us because no. we're, they spend, we're, we're a bit of a footnote on football conversations nowadays. Oh, yeah, they'll be okay when Cripps comes back or, oh, they're not worried about this year or, yeah, they're developing for the future. That's about, that's about the only sort of passing acknowledgement you get of teams like Carlton at the moment. So I think people are desperate to hear conversations like the one that we had last week and we'll have every single week about the team they love. Yeah, well, I think um, positive feedback's great. That's it's unbelievable. But I wouldn't mind a few negative ones too. I think uh, people are out there and want to slam us. And uh, Why do you want that? I, I like it. I thrive on it. I like that sort of stuff. Don't get those. I saw you download, you, you joined the... Twitter sphere on the weekend. No, my daughter did it for me. I've got no idea. Well, don't get those little fat fingers of yours going if somebody calls you a lunatic or a moron. Oh, no, 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 no. What I mean is I think they've got to keep us honest and let us know when we trip up here and there and maybe things that we've overlooked and, you know, that sort of stuff. I'll and ask that. us questions, that sort of stuff. I'm very happy. They'll do that. Oh, I'm very happy with that. So we get stuck into what we saw um, at Casey Fields on the weekend in a moment. We're going to sort of whip, out, whip our way through the kind of likes and dislikes from... Um, you know, from our first JLT hit out. But before we get stuck into the uh, less important stuff that the men are going through at the moment, as important as it is, Gecko, the women are um, at a very, very important stage of their season. Um, depending on, well, there's going to be a result happen at the top of the table this week between Brisbane and Adelaide, the two undefeated teams. They play one another. So one of those sides is going to lose. We're two games off the pace. And you've got to remember that only the top two go through to the grand final. It is a pivotal, pivotal game at Prince's Park for the women against the Western Bulldogs this Saturday. Mm. Look, um, mathematically very difficult. Um, 
considering how they've lost their last two games where quite easily could have gone the other way, um, they're going to have to pick their spirits up a bit, um, especially with Bree Davies out mm-hmm. of the team who's just really been... We win the game last week if she plays. Mm, you do shake your head, but um, you know football's cruel sometimes and you just got to use what you've been given uh, week to week. Um, yeah, look, I, I guess they've got plenty to play for. They're, they're still flying the flag and um, train hard, play hard. Just, you know, all you can do is control your own boat and uh, I guess we'll just see what happens from there. Yeah, well, I think Bree Davy, it's a back injury, isn't yeah, it? It is, yep. yep. She Defin- got it, she definitely got it. out this week. Well, I spent some time with her on Saturday night mm. and, oh, you? you know, in the in the pregame on 7, Baz, yes, and okay. um, she's hopeful, she was hopeful then, but I don't think she was very confident. So I reckon What's the injury? She got an, she got an, actually got an elbow in the previous game. She came back on the ground that week, but she got, a, she got a pretty heavy elbow to the lower part of the back and she played out the game in discomfort and then once she cooled down, it really sort of stiffened up, so... Um, she was severely um, kind of incapacitated during the week. Put a jab. Well, jab, jab her up. Well, jab she... her up, play it. It's, this, is de- this game's desperate, mate, for them. No, it is. There's no Massive. doubt. And don't forget, we haven't played Brisbane yet. Hmm. So we'd like Adelaide to knock Brisbane off. And then, and then get destinies. the... Obviously, yeah, yeah. try to beat the Bulldogs Well, we're a game off. behind and then, and then you can try yeah. and play Brisbane and then, you know, you've... Uh, like you said, mathematically it's still there, but it's going to be difficult. We need Melbourne to lose a game now because that that was the one oh, that separated yeah. them from us. There again, clearing. I know. Look, I know we're here to talk about Carlton, but when you see something extraordinary, you kind of wish we're sort of against us. I think we're kind of duty bound to mention it. And I know not everybody's bought in to the women's game as much as others have, but when we hit back early in that last quarter, which was an unbelievable fight back, like it's really hard in the women's game, obviously to put multiple goals on the board quickly, mm-hmm. um, which we did early in that last quarter to get the level scores back level. Daisy Pierce's next six or seven minutes for Melbourne was absolutely extraordinary. Uh, she stopped everything. for Every every forward four of ours seemed to find her, or she seemed to find, in fact, more to the point, she seemed to find the footy. Mm-hmm. She was unbelievable uh, as we were yeah, trying to rally in that Phenomenal, game. phenomenal. Yeah, that- when you've got someone like that racking them up, mm. it's hard to stop. It's the first time I really saw her in full flight, personally. I mean, her reputation precedes her. Um, she's got heaps of media, obviously, and, and has been a, um, you know, flying the flag for women's footy for a long time. Um, but that that was pure uh, brilliance mm. from her. Uh, she, she, she was playing pure football, uh, see ball, get ball, be everywhere. And she just almost single-handedly stemmed the tide when that momentum was just going in one one direction in that first part of the last quarter. So, you know, got to take your hat off when you see something really great mm. like that. They got a bit lucky. Well, what do you, well, what do you mean? No, they got a bit lucky in that last goal. <laughs> Rocky rolled the dice. Oh, uh, well, yeah, off. no, She peeled true. off. Yeah, Come on, yeah, you don't... Yeah. Let's be honest. You, well, she gets you know. dropped. If, if the ball goes the other way, mm. if we win the clearance... Because of... Yeah. Exactly, because she doesn't pick up hers, yeah. and we kick the winner up the other end, she doesn't play the next week. Yeah. That's yeah. simple as that. That's what footy does these days, isn't it? But the Blue Girls, remember, if you see one in the goal score on their own, 
I think you've got to go pick her up. Oh, oh, well, that is that's the they're the dice you roll, aren't they? Go pick they her are up. the dice you roll. Unfortunately. Okay, okay so so uh, they've got a huge game as part of a ticket to doubleheader at Princes Park this Saturday. They're at eleven thirty. We're at two o five against St Kilda, and it's going to be tough. Um, before we get stuck into you know what we'd like to see in our next hit out, uh, and before we get into the particular likes and dislikes from what we saw um, in our first JLT game against you know pretty red hot Melbourne, let's be honest. Um, just give me your, your overarching thought, Gecko, of what we dished up um, at Casey Fields on on the weekend. Uh, I guess, you know, first up, your gut's feeling is saying, oh, you know, maybe we're a little bit behind what we expected, even at this very early juncture. But I think when you actually sit down and have a look, it's more about looking at each side individually and realising Melbourne are probably where we're going to be in two or three years' time. They've got players, young players, who are now two or three, four maybe seasons into their careers, and they're starting to bear fruit. And um, they've also picked up a beast called Petrarca, mm-hmm. who seriously is going to be a, an amazing player if he stays fit, um, a real weapon. And... Um, a combination of that and a new coach who is really trying to put his stamp on a team. And I think Melbourne as a club are probably under pressure as well, given their history, to not play wishy-washy one week, yes, next week, no rubbish that they've put up, their supporters have had to put up with for a long time. So, uh, you know, practice match, you give it as much credit as you want, but they came to play, and from the first bounce, they were switched on. They had very even performances across the board. And with six debutantes in our team, we'll probably, you know, we're always going to be out-punched in that, in that bout. So, you know, I, I, I looked a lot at Melbourne and less at us. Uh, we blew a lot of cobwebs out, and, you know, it's where we had to start our season. Okay, it's probably pretty sensible. What about you? Oh, well, you saw my text message at quarter time, both of you, and I wasn't happy at all, but uh, that's me. You know me for many years. I just want to see us, you know, improve. I want to see us be a good club. And, you know, what they were dishing up, it was rusty. They looked rusty. They looked... um, They didn't... Look, it's obvious. They're a team... We're a club that have got rid of 30 players in two years. That's spot on. Never lose sight of that. Never lose... This is a new new squad. These boys don't know each other. Um, obviously, Gex talked about Melbourne, and they've been together now for a few years. There wasn't, I don't think they had a lot of debutantes in their squad on the weekend. Um, but in saying that, you know, you want to see them quickly galvanise, and clearly we're all at sea defensively, even in the midfield, mids coming back, they were all at sea. They had far too much ball inside 50, Melbourne. And just at quarter time, I was livid. Because why? Oh, because mate, that's the way I am. I'm so mad, what was upsetting passionate. you? Can you remember what was upsetting you the most though? Other than the fact that we were getting outplayed, and you know across the board mm. outplayed, was there? You mentioned there the amount of ball I got inside fifty. Um, I couldn't believe I couldn't believe how they were chopping us to pieces oh, inside their forward fifty yards. Humble, it was unbelievable. They were lining up. The stat was the stat at at, at three quarter time. We were 50, we were fifty one down. No. We were 51 down with 10 left in the third. They had taken 16 marks inside 50 at that stage of the game. So halfway through the third quarter, 
this is a stat that you take 16 for a match, you've had a day out. That's right. There was still a quarter and a half to go, and they'd taken 16. Yeah. Um, it was ridiculous how easy. And that was the thing that last year I think we hung our hat on a little bit. We talked about this last week, how we were better defensively. We were harder to play against. Um, teams did find it harder to hit the scoreboard against us. And yet, had they been... Had they been switched on to take every opportunity straight away that came their way rather than looking to dish it off, Melbourne, they could have had another eight or ten scoring shots, I reckon. I'll be honest, I was there. It felt like a 100-point defeat. Hmm. Forget about the 54 points in the end. It felt like a 100 points. It felt like they were just stepping around us. Um, you know, I think we had 44 tackles for the match. We know that's not enough. We had 30-something uh, inside 50, hmm. 36. That's not enough. Five tackles inside the forward 50. That's ridiculously mm, low, is, right? Um, and, you know, Melbourne would just... You know, when you see Max Gorn take three marks inside 50 and his opponent, not his direct opponent, the fellow that happened to be next to him at that stage was Doherty or Murphy yeah. or one of those guys, yeah. you really scratch your head. I mean, we played four big defenders in that team and not once did I see a defender put a fist on a ball that came in um, throughout the day, that's a little bit of, um, I don't know if they're ball watching, I don't know if they're just getting sucked up the ground, but, um, you know, when you get, look, we'll talk about March back later on, but for mine... Hopefully you, in, your, he, in your likes category. No doubt about yeah. it, but, yeah. you know, when you're defending, you want to get into those packs and punch that ball. That's what you want to see. You want to see the Brucey duels, you mm. want to see all those sort of things that they used to do. Unfortunately, on the weekend, that loose ball everywhere, and it wasn't great. So that was quarter time. But look, I've watched the replay since. You know, you simmer down, you take the positives, the negatives, and you you understand that where we're absolutely where we're at. We can only get better from that performance. But look, overall, it, I would have expected a little bit more. That's all. So you say, Gecko, um, you can take what you want out of this, out of these games. You can you know choose to take it. You know, what's dished up as a sign of things to come, or you can, you know, this is where we're at now, development going into the real thing. Where, in terms of a, a nutshell kind of answer to that question regarding what we dished up in the first one of these games, are you dismissing it as just, you know, like ring rust, or are you concerned about some of the things in particular that we that you saw us dish up? No, um, oh, certainly ring rust. Um, but look, I think for a lot of these guys that haven't played any football, you know, at, at this level, they have to actually see it with their own eyes to actually realise the bridge that they've got to bridge. You know, the the mm. bridge that they've got to reach across to get to this level and play consistently. Because um, I guess nearly every facet Melbourne they they dominated from the stoppages. Uh, you know, extracting the ball to the to the to the outside, and then running and hunting in numbers like they did it from one end of the ground to the other. So every time we grabbed the ball, we were swarmed, and everything we did was under pressure. Uh, static football, we'd, mm. we'd kick the ball high or down the line because they were manning up better than we were. Um, you know, it, it, if you're not switched on at every facet uh, of the game, and you're not having that chemistry and confidence in your teammates um then you're looking up and you're you're you know you're not throwing it onto your boot knowing where so and so is going to be moving to you you're, that that little bit of hesitation slows everything down it makes the opposition's job easier look there are a million parts of the game to look at and you can understand 
you know, at every level where we went wrong. Crips, obviously, um, it's it's so obvious how important he is to us. Uh, it's equally as important now that we've got to find more avenues around stoppages. Um, that's that's going to be a massive part, and and winning contests with young bodies. These these are going to be the things during the year that we're going to have to overcome. Yeah, well, that's definitely uh, where we're going to be most uh, hard up against it. Mm. Definitely in that area, the physical side of it. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt about that. that. I mean, you've got you got they tried Smets, and he's got a very lean body for that. I thought he was. Work. I thought he was. I don't know whether he um, automatic. I don't know whether he did enough to sit in the likes category because we're probably only going to have one or two or three of these each. But he didn't do. He was. He did enough for me to suggest that he certainly. You know where we're at at the moment. He's definitely. He's definitely got a role to play for this footy yeah, team. I just don't think that's his position. I think he's a high half forward. I don't know. I could mm. be wrong. I, I, that's the position I'd be playing him at. No, because... I think. I think Smith's showed enough. I, I think he he has enough natural instinct we saw on the weekend to see that he can actually play. Uh, but again, you know, he's been out of the game so long, you can't yeah, expect no, him to, point. to just start, you know, in yeah. fifth gear. It's not going to happen. Look, and the pressure we were under in the, through the midfield. I mean, your message at quarter time was, actually, I don't know whether you actually waited till quarter time, but, you know, have we actually got a midfield out there yeah. today? The, the blokes who were playing between the arcs, Every time they got the footy, they were hammered by Melbourne. Um, there was no chance for them. It felt like there was no chance for them to settle in to their own rhythm. You know, Gibbs gets 29 or whatever he got, but I reckon 25 of Gibbs's possessions were under massive oh, yeah. pressure. Like, under the hammer. Under massive pressure. trying to handball the ball away when he had, you know, was wrapped up and uh, trying to make miracle kicks. Mm. And he was, under all sorts of, he was under all sorts of pressure. Well, it was our first game. It was their second game. That, that makes that makes a difference, I reckon. I yeah. believe. Yeah, they were good against the Western yeah. Bulldogs. So don't worry about that. I saw a bit of that game, and they were very, very good. They were impressive against the doggies that night. I think we might have been, a, you know, there might have been a few blokes taken by surprise at the intensity of it. Oh, possibly, yeah. possibly. Maybe they weren't sort of expecting that sort of a, a contest, but um, rest assured, that's what they got. So and always, I always look at a contest in hindsight, and I'll say to myself. At what percentage level did we play our game and what percentage level did Melbourne play their game? Well, even at this very early stage, I would say Melbourne were playing 75, 80% of their capacity. Yeah, pretty high. Yeah, not pretty high. You know, and compared to us. What we playing at 40? You're playing bugger all, you yeah, know. Yeah, definitely, 100%. So you've got to weigh up those massive differences there before you can actually compare apples with apples. So, so while we're sort of getting the dislikes out of the way... And this is just a mechanical thing. And I know this is one something that has annoyed you, Gecko, for well ever since we've been watching the footy together. And I don't know whether it was rabbit in the headlights, us on the weekend, you know, based on all the things that we sort of just talked about. But there seemed to be way too much when we actually did have the footy in our hands. And I sort of I should have probably counted how many times I saw this happen. But we're going forward, handball to a bloke who's got his back directly facing our goal. And then either has to have a player immediately to give the footy to who he didn't have, or then he has to do the half U-turn himself to get himself going the right way. And this just seemed to happen a lot on the weekend. I don't know whether that was just by nature of the pressure that Mel was applying and the fact that our systems broke down, you know, pretty disturbingly. But um, it just seemed to happen a lot 
of and you, someone one of you one of you both mentioned earlier the static ball movement kind of just led to that. There was no there's very little flow in our game from back to forward throughout, and we just seem to be taking some really bad options when we had the footy in our hands. Look, they don't know each other well enough to. You know, they, they train mm. together, but let's face it, as we said before, they've turned the list over 30 players. Mm. And Melbourne's been together for a few years. And there, there are aspects of the game that you would expect, doesn't matter if you know the bloke or not, that they should execute. And I think might have been a few of those aspects that you're talking about, that whether you know your, your uh, teammate or not all that well, you still have that obligation to hit targets and if, if you're not under pressure and make the good decisions. And I think one of those early in the game when Simo came out of defence, gave it to Murph, Murph back to Simo, Simo gave it to Gibbs, Gibbs went over the top, turnover, halfback flank, straight back in. I, I th- they actually, I think they might have missed that goal. But those areas there from three quality players mm. didn't really set the tone all that well for the rest of the day. So, um, and when your good ones are under the pump, too. Oh, well, absolutely. You know, they're, they're, sure. they're, they're three, they're our three, probably our three best that were out there on the weekend. So, yeah, yeah. um, you know, you're up against it. I think we played Essendon last year, didn't we, at Princess Park? Yeah, was that got first, smashed. Was that the first game? I think, it, look, it might have been. Yeah, but anyway, whatever it was, yeah. I mean, that defeat against a half Essendon side, mm, mm. probably worse than this. Probably. So. Probably. Any other dislikes you want to get off the table? Yeah. I've had a bugbear for decades, and it's it, it's not like about a, umpires. No, it's Good. a recurring you're nightmare. You're not allowed to mention umpires. This no, year, no. I, I, oh, I reckon it'll get a run. He's not. Yeah. No, he's not allowed to. It's going to get a run. No, I've, oh, I've, no get I've, I've mellowed in my old years. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, it'll get no. a run. Um, no, my, one of my bugbears <laughs> is we have uh, a mark or a free kick on or outside fifty meters of our forward line. I have never, ever seen us come up with an idea or a structure that creates space or movement out Mm. of the goal square for that person to have options to kick to. Why the hell we congregate in a centralised spot and be so bloody transparent as to say, hello world, we're going to kick it here every single time and think we're going to get a different result? It kills me. So please, forward coaches... Come up with something a bit innovative. Do something that the leading teams do, 45-degree passes or dummy leads, whatever you want to come up with, but do something different, please. That's all I'm going to say at this point. I reckon that comes down to natural forwards. I reckon reckon if you've got natural forwards who know patterns and know where to go to create their own space, know when to lead, know when to lead, um, and know how to, you know, sort of, uh, expose the opposition for um, position and space. I reckon you need natural forwards, and I reckon for too long we haven't had we haven't had natural forwards. I think this week we're going to be playing a lot of the young. It's going to be a really young team this week. We're going to my, my mail is that we're going to be playing a really really young side. A lot of the um, more experienced players that played against Melbourne and will play again in the final hit out against Fremantle will be rested this week, um, and we're going to take we're going to see a lot. Of the younger fellas, McCready will get a run around. Um, Kerr. Kerr will get a run around. Okay, good. So Kerr is a natural forward. Now he's a natural full forward, but it's funny when you've got a guy who can own the inside fifty. And I'm asking an awful lot of a kid who's never played a game before. But if you get a good full forward who can tell, like 
he's got to establish himself. I'm not suggesting it's going to happen this week against St Kilda. I suspect it's going to be a really tough day against the Saints. But over time, somebody who can get out, give me space, get out of my way. Like if, if that player is allowed to do it, Sticks, I'm sure, did that. Get up, get out, lock it, did it. Get out of my way, Dunstall. Piss off, get out of my way, give me room. If you've got a guy who owns the space and knows what he's doing, then it's funny how other players kind of understand what their obligations are mm. to make his role um, more easy to fulfil. And we need to, uh, we need we need a Patrick Kerr to be a winner for us. I don't think Levi and Levi wasn't our worst player on the weekend. No, I thought he was good. Right. Levi wasn't he's our worst, worst player, but but he so he's still our best option. He got no. He's not that guy at all. Levi's never told a player who wears the same clear out. He's never owned. He's never owned his space mm, at AFL level ever. The trouble was, I think that that their work rate, Melbourne, that is defensively getting back and helping out the defenders was way better than ours. So naturally, when it's going against us, and then uh, you've got players who are you know, not working hard enough to get back and help our defence, mm-hmm. then, you know, and Melbourne were working, you know, extremely well both ends, then you've got situations where it was two and three Melbourne players against one and two Carlton players in our back half. Yep, yep. And that doesn't Way happen often, often in our, down the other end. Hmm. And it comes down to poor, you know, you've got to work harder. And they were clearly just, look, they were just getting the cobwebs out. And thankfully we've got, you know, another game this week to hopefully show okay, a little so, bit more. Did someone add to that? No, no. Okay, so see, here's what I reckon, right? Melbourne, for me, is a... In 2017, Melbourne feels like... You know, I, haven't, I don't know how, whether, how you actually do this, but they feel like they're about a three to six goal better team than us this year. I reckon if we play that game ten times, they they win nine. We, we might jag one on a good day, right? But I feel like they're a three to six goal better team than us. I feel like they're... They're neck and neck with St Kilda. So I'm, I'm fully expecting, uh, particularly if what I'm being told is right about the um, makeup of our team this week, I'm expecting another forget about the scoreboard game. We talked about this last week. We said forget about the bottom line. We're not looking at the bottom line this week. We're looking at the development of individuals, those guys whose careers are on the line. How much are they willing and able to make themselves the players we need them to be um, to be a team that at the end of 17, we feel we can look at each other. The last podcast we do for the year, we go, yep, we're, we're absolutely on the right track. So, so that's what it's all about for us. It's not about scoreboard. It's not about wins, losses at the end of the year. Well, Gecko talked last week about four-quarter efforts, mm. and that's what we're striving for. You know, look, it doesn't matter about if the scoreboard's getting away from it, but you can see that the effort in each quarter is consistent, then there's you know and, and blokes are improving trying things let's not you know have a crack at blokes who are trying something I saw Cunningham on the weekend try he tried no problem you know, he was that. trying stuff yep. and it didn't work you took a bounce it went the wrong way mate who cares you're going to have hopefully another x amount of years to 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 rectify all of this but if you don't try things, you'll never learn. And these are practice games, and this is where you must try things. Yeah, and that, I reckon, I don't know whether you agree with this, but that was, in terms of the way we played against Melbourne or tried to play against Melbourne, that was the one thing that, at the end of it all, I reckon that was the one thing that I just left me a bit flat. We didn't seem to try to take the game on as much as... Now, 
you've got to give a lot of respect to the opposition. Uh, in this case, albeit a pre-season game, number one for us. But we didn't seem to necessarily want to display enough um, kind of want to move the ball on quickly. Take That Murphy kick off half-back, I don't know what court it was in, when he sliced a little low burner about 35, hmm. 45 metres. Into the car. Into the car. Yeah. How many of those kicks did we try in that game? Now, Murphy's got the ability to hit Plowman that kick. did one in the first quarter. How many, so we can remember two off the top of our head. No, I think, we were, I think, we were yeah. down the line. We were, pr- we were pretty, pretty. Yeah. Keep it in close. Down the line. Let's not take too many risks. We went into our shells a bit. I think we were under siege. That's what so, that so this week against St Kilda, if we get beaten by 125 points... Oh, make it 225. We turn the ball yeah. over, trying things out. Left right and Who cares, right? It's the time to try. It's have the time to try. It's the time to try. I think early in the match, I think we might have been trying to go quick early in the match. And when things didn't work out, all of a sudden, they went back into their shells. And mm. I was also disappointed with that because... Why would you go back into your shell when it's not you know, four points is not up for grabs here? When you've lost a lot of games, yeah. so what we're going to do as a footy club is lose the loser mentality as a footy team. You know we've got to we got to get to a point where um, you know you were mentioning last week about Sam Kerridge. If he misses a kick, his whole psyche changes. You know he, he's you can see him manifestly become less confident when the ball's in his area and he's likely to make another mistake. I reckon that's part of the problem. When you're a team that's been beaten a lot, um, you kind of, the minute the momentum goes against you, the expectation is, oh, here it goes again. Well, I looked at the stats for Sam Kerridge and he had 20 possessions, eight kicks, Mm. 12 hand passes. Straight away, that kid must be thinking, I don't want to kick the ball. Mm. I want to hand pass the ball. I want to dish it off. I don't want to make mistakes with my feet. Sam, make mistakes. Make mistakes, mate. Make mistakes, yeah, my friend. do it now. Make mistakes. You will never learn unless you make the mistake first. Okay, so... Well, we do have positives. There's definitely okay, positives. Okay, well, so that's about half an hour of the negatives. And oh, there, of course there were going to be. And everyone's flat as a shit card as that out there now. Well, well that's right. <laughs> and we've got some... Look, just a couple of minutes before we started recording, I threw the question out to um, you know, our followers on Twitter. And it's fantastic to have a whole lot of people who have jumped on board, and I'll throw a few of their likes and dislikes at uh, you two uh, once we've done our own. Uh, and, of course, most of those appear, and I'm going to be reading them live on air, so um, most of those do appear to be of a negative slant. But there, I reckon there were some positives. Yeah, we'll, we'll pick you up. Don't worry. Okay, we'll so give, you give me your – I don't know how many we've got, but go with you first. Well, we've got no injuries. And that was just Gorringe, I believe. And I'm he's not, okay, by the way. He's okay. Okay, well, that's... Positive. So he's had scar tissues, had Achilles, just for people... You probably know this by the time you're listening to it, but he's had Achilles problems in the past. He's had an operation. He stirred up the scar tissue. And because he knows he's had Achilles issues in the past, he thought, ah, oh, shit, Jeez, there he is again. shattered in the He did, rooms, didn't he? he look bad. Hmm. Um, but all the scans are all clear. He might even be ready. He won't play this week, but he might be ready to play JLT... Whatever JLT is, I think it's an insurance company. You talk about injuries, and it means a lot to us not to have injuries. So straight away, yep, first game, no injuries, that's a positive. Well, the flow on is that, like, we've got, obviously we've got time into the youngsters. That's a Mm -hmm. definitely, and going to get more time in the youngsters this week, which is great. Um, You know, like, the first and second year draftees (coughs) that I was um, happy with and get a pass mark is... Definitely Marchbank. Mm. Marchbank looks, um, he looked good. And he tried, he did try things. He, he went did? up the ground, he moved around. He, 
He was prepared to go quick. Um, he fluffed a couple of things, but again, who cares? Mate? He didn't That's, stop trying. No, he didn't stop trying. He was honestly Carlton supporters out there. You've got to be very buoyant about Marchbank. That's his first hit out, and I believe he was injured last year at mm. GWS, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He's had a good preseason. He said the body's feeling good. So there's one straight up. You've got to be. It's happy one of the, one of the traits that I assumed of him was was uh, shown to be true. He's, he's, he's a sea ball get ball guy, and I reckon he anyway, he's obviously going to respect his opponent. But when it comes down to a contest and he sees the ball and his opponent, I know which option he's going to take every time. From what I've seen on the weekend, he's going to back himself to win that ball. And those guys, if you know. They start getting that confidence up and getting their game going. They're the ones you want in the team. So, you know, definitely a tick for Marchbank. Well, he's quality. Uh, You go with your kicker. I'm sure Marchbank would have been on all of our lists. So, Bagsy's kicked that one off. Uh, One of the positives for you. Give us one. I thought Fisher, when he came on in the second Mm -hmm. half, showed flashes. Um, He looks like a really natural... reader of the play and he he gets around the ball very easily it's it, it's a natural thing for him to do to get his hands on the ball um he probably had to test his his young light frame in the big you know in the the deep end of the pool on saturday and he, he came out unscathed which will help him a lot uh i, I think you know who knows you know he's got a simpson like body um, some of those blokes can get away with it and have good careers. Let's hope he's one of those guys. Did not take a backwards step. Any fantastic? I was. I. I lo- I'll tell you, he's a big highlight there. Um, like he got it ten times. Um, by in a half. In a half. In a that's half. right. In a half. And the ability to get to contest after contest after contest, um, when the ball was just getting bandied around very easily by Melbourne, and he just refused to give in. He. He really. Yeah, big tick. He wanted it. Yeah. He really gave it looks, to like, He looks very positive. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. He, he's a goer. You know, yeah. He wants yeah. to get yeah. the ball. He wants to play. He wants to be in the game. Mm. That's, they're, they're, but what that's do you do, boys? Stuff. What do you do with him? So, okay, we're in a development stage yeah. where, um, we, we oh, of course, you want to fast track blokes, but you've got to wait till their bodies get conditioned to play in AFL football. What would you two do with him? Would you be happy to let him sit the whole year in the twos? No, I don't. No, no. He, pl- he played a whole year with the with the adults last year. He played against the men in the waffle. Yeah, you know, ha- he, so he, you're he, happy for Carlton to throw him in the deep end. He might be if, an if outside midfielder. It. He might be good enough. Okay, well, it's just it's just that the good sides have the luxury to the Hawthorns and those mm. Geelongs. They have the luxury to sit players in the twos for a year or two, and then all of a sudden you see them in their third year and their bodies are ready for AFL football and you say, oh, who's this bloke? Oh, well, he's been on the list for two years. Whereas with us, we, we tend, because we're, the nature is that we want to rush things, both years are very confident it's not the wrong thing to rush this bloke. Oh. If he's forms good enough to play, oh, just I, play him. I think Gecko's point is a, if he hadn't had exposure to senior football, mm-hmm. I'd be if he was coming straight out of schoolboy slash under 18 footy um, and he is thinking, well, I, I can go there because the bodies that I've been up against previously didn't hurt as much, um, then he would put himself into a really kind of, kind of perilous position against going in. But, but he knows what a senior, body's, uh, senior body feels like when it hammers into him. And the one thing, we t- I spoke to you about a lot, I spoke to you about him a lot um, when I watched him in the 18s and how, mm. ex- how 
excited you know, I was that we got him. He's one of these guys who knows how to kind of get out of the way. And he's going to cop one every now and again. But he, he has this ability, he, and certainly had it at a far lesser level than the AFL, of weaving his final way through. Yeah, he switched on. He finds a way through, yeah. and he can get it in there, and suddenly he comes out with it. And you don't quite know how he did it. And there's very... There's a, a, you know, a handful of players have got that ability, whether they can thread a handball through. But he's one who can do that. He can get it out with a disposal. Or I've seen him also find a way with his feet of exiting really tight um, areas, tight traffic areas. So I'd like to see him play. I'd like to see him play. Oh, fair enough. I think he's ready to play. I, I say play. He'll, he'll tell us one way or the other. Mm. You know. Fair, enough. Oh, fair, fair call. Can I um, – you guys, you guys have gone young. Yeah. Um, I, I was – I was very, very excited about Matthew Cruiser's game. Mm. I thought Cruiser, I thought Cruiser moved around the ground uh, as well as I've seen him get around the ground yep. uh, for a long time. He seemed to be moving really freely, and um, his hands were pretty good. I think he took six or seven marks. Uh, he took one up forward uh, against the odds, like seriously against the odds. Um, but I, there was something about Cruiser's game that. Uh, we talked to, again. We talked about him last week. Twenty-one games last year. Continuity into his. He's had a you know he's had a full preseason again. I don't know. I, I just reckon um, if we're looking for players who can make us competitive against sides that we're hoping to be competitive against and should be competitive against, um, I reckon Matty Cruz is one of those. And I thought he was. There's a lot to like about his game on the weekend. Yeah, no, it's a good choice. Um, but again, so I put it to both ears. What's Matty Cruiser? He's a good player. He's a very good player. Excellent player. In the competition? In the eyes of the competition? Yeah. Well, at Carlton, he's in our best. I, I put in... He's in best six players, isn't he? In our best six, he's in our top six. I heard Chris Connolly on the Would way Would he be home. in the top 50 players in the competition? No. Nah. No. Nah. Nah. Would he be I, in the top 75 players in the competition? I yeah. don't know. Because um, I know how we feel about him. I heard Chris Connolly on the way home talking about him, and he goes, look, Cruz is a good player, but he's not a very good player. Mm. And he goes, he may not ever be a very good player. I think it's a little bit harsh, to be honest with you. I think, um, you know, given the fact that he's been out for seasons with knees and other injuries, foot, um, I remember what he did in that Richmond final on one foot, and a lot of people would have gone off the ground, and he continued to ruck that whole day and continued to give all that little bloke's first purchase. I've got nothing but admiration for the bloke, and I hope, like you said, Andy and, and, and even Gex, that I want to see him just keep playing, 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 no injuries, and this bloke can show the competition that he belongs, that he will be remembered as a decent player. He may not be an excellent, unbelievable player for Carlton, but you know what? At the time, right now, we need him to play, and again, his passion, what do they call him, the tractor? Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. see what he does. Just bores in like a ruck rover. So we love him. And, yeah, certainly he looked good. He did. I compare Cruz a little bit to Josh Fraser's career. Like, yeah. Josh Fraser was number one draft pick. And I remember they were banding around Michael Jordan-like expectations about him at the time. He was like this complete athlete, blah, blah, blah. And as it turned out, he was slightly too short for a key ruckman role. And never really made it as that sort of forward-type, hit-up sort of forward-type player either. Um, I see the two 
in fairly similar sort of uh, career paths, really. It's not to denigrate either of them. It's just that, they, um, you know, the expectations when you're a kid uh, sometimes just don't work out long term. But Ruckman, mate, drafting Ruckman, recruiting recruiting Ruckman with top-end draft picks, this has been something mm. I've been banging on about for 10 years, but um, I'd never do it. I'd never do no. it. I would never pick a ruck. But back in the day, they did. You did. Yeah, you did. That's right. Not and anymore. you know, you mentioned Josh Fraser, number one pick. Collingwood felt they had to play him because he's number one pick. He's he's a man child. His body wasn't ready for the. So that, that, he he probably had fifty games of his AFL career beaten out of him by opposition teams because he wasn't ready for the load that a ruckman has to carry in a game of footy. And Cruz is the same. He came in as a you know teenage ruckman. He played straight away. He gets knees in the thighs, knees in the hips, knees in the ribs, uh, forearms in the head. You know, they, they cop. Mm. Uh, even The game has changed enormously. We all know that. But Ruckman still cop more Absolutely. of that sort of, you know, drive-by kind of, um, you know, battering than any player in the competition. And they, they, if you're not, if your body's not ready, it's why there's no surprise that most of the good Ruckman in the competition, or a lot of the good Ruckman in the competition nowadays, have come off rookie lists. Mm. But just getting back to what his role is now, it is it's very very important in, in the in the ability to help Crips in those contested situations mm. uh, more than ever for us. Um, a big body, even if he's just getting in the road and and tackling somebody coming through the other way, massive. You just can't. You got to be able to stop momentum and and push it back the other way, and you know. Cruz is going to have great games. He's going to have average games, um, but he's a very valuable player to this team. Right, I'll read a couple out to you off the SMS, and we've had uh, oh, not the SMS off the uh, Twitter page. If you haven't followed, yes, if you haven't followed us yet, make sure you do at the Carlton Show. Um, Adrian, we haven't even mentioned um, Kim Lebois goal. Oh. Kim Lebois, <laughs> his first kick was one of the greatest goals you'll ever see. His second went out on the full, but. Uh, <laughs> Even the the goal, you you don't kick a goal like that. You don't kick a goal like that out of your backside. You, you, he doesn't. He's got raw talent. Yeah, he's got raw talent. He's got he's got what a lot of Indigenous uh, players have got is that goal sense. Him and Pickett. I mean, Pickett in the third quarter yep. kicked a couple and got involved. And you know that these guys, you know, obviously we don't have Yaron and Betts and Gartlett anymore. And you get those couple of big forwards and you put these blokes under their feet. And yes, blokes like Lebois, Pickett, perhaps Petrovsky, Seaton, and maybe one or two others when they get their chance. That that's what you need in a forward line. It doesn't all have to, it doesn't have to, as we know, no one kicks under goals anymore as a forward. No. So if you can get your 20s and 30s Natural out of forwards, top, oh, mate. Natural forwards, guys mate. with some goal sense, you know? Yeah, no. Um, Gecko, Josh Taylor, uh, seeing the skipper run around again, um, just seeing you back, that was enough for Josh to take away as a positive. Just a quick word on Murph's first game back. Say it, Gex. Just say it. What uh, do you want to say? I agree. I agree. It was what great to, to see him back. It was great to see him get through the game. I'm going to I'm going to say something now that I've been observing over the last year or two, and I'm going to pray to God that it stops very quickly. Murph, you've got to stop falling over and you've got to stop throwing your arms up and you've got to stop playing for free kicks because you are going to become a target. People are going to see this stuff and they're going to get stuck into you even more, okay? So I love you. Play footy, mate. Just play footy. 
and stay on your feet. I saw it, Andy. He didn't? Yeah, he's falling forward. Right. Umpires will be aware of it. They won't give him the freeze. So. But well, great to see him back, yeah, of course. Okay, well, that's there's a like and a bit of a watch this space on him. Uh, Danny, uh, really like the balance and composure shown by Marchbank. We've already spoken about him. Not sure about defensive structures, though, but only week one of jail time. Well, Danny, if you've been, I'm sure you've been listening. Uh, I think we've discussed that. Um, we agree with just about everything you've said there. Uh, Tig... Um, didn't like the game of Billy Smith. Seems to be the exact same player as Kerridge, but less less fit and versatile. Pick and Marchbank were impressive. Now we touched on Billy Smith. So I don't, I'm prepared to give Smith some time, and I, I, I think letting him get some game time, you know, into the body and letting him get back into the flow of AFL football, as you mentioned before, Geckman, he's missed a lot of form. Oh, you know, that whole midfield's going to be better when you got uh, the beast in the middle. We are putting a lot of. We're laying a lot of responsibility on the food of a kid. that is the, that's yeah. the crux of it. Yeah. Uh, Reed Fleming, dislike the, neg- yeah, yeah. dislike the negativity for fans based from fans based upon a single preseason game. Got to keep in mind the high player turnover from 2016. That's exactly what you've been banging on yes, about, Bagsy, yeah. to a large degree. Yep, definitely. Jacob Burford, dislike how many times Melbourne had wide open forwards, the ease in which they got out the back. All game long, we've talked about that. That was that was staggering for me. That I wrote, I had about five things written down in me little notes as I sat there watching the game, and I was just, I was just adding to them. How did that happen? And then another one, and then another one, and then another one, and then another one, and it just, it, it did. That's a breakdown of system, I reckon, um, and that can be rectified. But I, I hope it is just a week, like a, a one week breakdown of it. That it wasn't something that they've tr- they tried to go away from what they did last week and they're going to try and implement a bit more offensive something. I'm not smart enough to know what they were trying to do on the weekend, but I hope they don't get cut to pieces by opposition teams. Remember what St Kilda did to us oh, last yeah. year. Mm. That was... <laughs> oh, look, I'm all, I'll almost guarantee the, a replica of this week. There's, there's one thing... There's one, if you want to sum up one word that was missing last weekend that was there all last season, it, it was intensity. Mm. And and across the board, 22-man intensity from start to finish. It was basically there all season last year. And we can expect that again come round one of this season. But right now, uh, six debutants last weekend. And from what you're saying, Andy, they're going to do the same thing this weekend again. You cannot have six bottom-end players who haven't played seasoned senior football and expect that no, a good around the ground intensity. It's just not going to happen. No. So take it for what it's worth and just pick up the, the positives at this stage. Adam Papal, uh, again, you were already touching on a lot of the stuff that you sent through, Adam, but dislike poor defensive structure, pressure and forward line, likes Fisher, LaBoys and Pickett. We've already spoken about all of that. And uh, Shady Lane, um, players are all well-drilled pointing and telling each other where to go, except they don't pick up opponents or fill space. And again, that, that seems to be across the board uh, from your obs- you, you, the observations that you two have kicked around and coming through loud and clear off the Twitter account, that seems to be. I spoke to Gecko prior to coming here about um, something I saw at the ground and Simpson came off the ground at two occasions, had a go at Murph and Gibbs, not about how they were playing the mm-hmm. game, but I got a feeling it was because they weren't directing their midfield into places where they were supposed to be. And um, and I've got a feeling, and this is just a feeling, I have no idea, no idea whatsoever, 
But one of the reasons, perhaps, why they sent Murphy down back in the second half was for to stand next to Simpson and see what's going on in front of him and see what he's seen that Murph doesn't see by playing in the middle, possibly. Because let's face it, he's not going to be a backman. So you wouldn't try him down back to try and see if he can play down back. I've got a feeling it was purely to say, right, Murph, come down back with me and have a look at what's going on here. That, I find that fascinating. If, that, if, you're, if your observations... You're a good reader of these things. I wouldn't suggest that you've got it wrong. If you've got a midfield, teams like Carlton, we can't, we cannot afford to have a midfield that only goes one way. In fact, our midfield needs to be more more likely to go the other way. If we're going to if we're going to be more defensive or offensive, our midfield needs to be more defensively orientated. We can't afford to be. Daniel Skiers. We can't afford to have blokes. If what you're saying is right, and that didn't come across on the TV, and it wasn't picked up by um, any of the TV uh, commentary. I like heard it, what he said. You heard but what he I, said? Well, I can't, can't repeat what he said. So you heard what he said? Yeah, I heard what he said. Well, take it as read. Yeah. Well, hopefully the penny drops. If you're going to listen to anyone, you'll listen to Cade Simpson. By the way, there's something about the number six jumper. Uh, have, you, have you taken any notice of Gabriella Pound in the AFLW? She wears number six for Carlton. She's beyond reckless. She's actually stupid brave, whatever that, whatever the right word for that is. Cade Simpson has been that for us, and she's tiny. Uh, she's ridiculous. Gary Crane. Gary Crane was the same. Um, so just a word for her. Good luck to the girls on the weekend. It's a really important game for them. I'll throw a couple up, uh, positives. I thought, I thought Charlie Kernow and yep. Cunningham. What did yep. you think there? I actually thought Charlie Kernow, he was excited at times, probably didn't get enough of the pill you know, because... 17. Exactly. Uh, 17. Oh, he got 17, did he? 17. Well, yep. there was moments that I thought, wow, well, I'm mm. glad you're going to be in our in our um, jersey. I've got no... We've got no, no no problems about what we're going to look like, what what we're building for yeah, yeah, three, right. two or three years. Like We, we know where we're happy, going. Very happy with Charlie. Very, and, and he played a lot of the game on the, on the weekend in the midfield. Mm. And... Um, yeah, and he's put on some size too. Um, he really has. Look, Cunningham, he moves well. He's got smart running patterns. Like, uh, he, he cuts the angles. And I saw him do quite a few things. And like I said before, he tried things. And he was a person who you could tell was trying. Seems a good kid. His body's developing. Um, and I think Cunningham can be... Uh, I, I really liked what I saw out of him. Yeah. Um, Again, well, he probably had 10 in the second half, did he, or something like that? Nine. And, you know, again, it doesn't matter about no, positions. No, no, I'm not worried about it. No, 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 no. Even your bloke, Andy, hardly touched it, right? A couple of big tackles, <coughs> exactly. got involved in the game, you know. Exactly. You know, at limited opportunities, you just saw one little... Sp- uh, the, the coach talks about sprouts, little sprouts. I saw something in McKay the two or three times that he got to the ball. That was enough for me. Yep. That's fine. Yep. Oh, you want to see... You, you'll see... We'll, we'll see... A couple of games early in the year, who knows, it might be this week. I don't know when it will be, but there'll be a couple of games this week, this year, where he takes six or seven really big strong marks in a game. And that'll be, that's the that's what we're looking at. In That's what he's going to be doing when he's 24, 25. He'll be doing that to the competition week in, week out. That's I've got, you know, I've almost got no doubt about it with, this, with him, but 
Have you had any others that you want to leave us with? Oh, just on McKay, he didn't have a great uh, game aerially, and, and he was up against a, a really good player, Tom McDonald. I rate him highly. Um, but what I really liked about McKay, he chased down and tackled mm. about four or five times in the match, and it was it was just, they were really excellent. One he got pinged for in the back, which was a shocking decision. But the commentators agreed with me episode, at the time. But, two, uh, no, no, really, really good intensity. Uh, <laughs> Defensively for a big man, his should we size. Keep a, well, should we keep a scorecard going? Episode two. Just watch the replay. I find it no, no. hard to know. I know the one you're talking about. I know the one talking about. He yes. did roll into the box back right at the very end, oh. but it was it was ninety percent good tackle, ten percent bad. The umpire pinged him for the ten percent bad, which yeah. which I'm with you. I hate that. Look at what's happened before, and don't worry about the bloke mm. at the very end of it mm. trying to you know suck you in, dropping his nose. Yeah, by dragging the bloke forward with you. Of the two senior players, uh, just to mention, I thought Simo tried hard all day, obviously. You know what you get with him. And Casbolt. Yeah, yeah no, Levi was good. Mate, he's good. He was Caswell. good. He was like, good. Maybe play him up the ground a bit more. and don't... Uh, Look, if he's gonna... fine. Just let him go. Just let him go. Let him get him. his wheels up and his... just his rhythm. Yeah, but you've, got to, you've got to give him instruction because I don't know whether Levi's – I wouldn't be comfortable as a coach – just saying to Levi, what did you say? Get your wheels up and go. He just I, needs to get his rhythm. Yeah. Just, you know, I mean, everybody is at the moment. They're, they're all scratchy. Mm. I, no, I, no, I thought he was good. I, I thought he was good on the yeah. weekend, definitely. I, that was definitely one of his best. He's games. just one of he's just one of the whole squad. Don't, he, don't isolate him too much. We'll just rate him on what we expect of mm. him, you know. But of the tried and true, I thought those two battled hard all day. Mm. That's agree. Pretty much. So, um, That's what you've got. We're done. Ep two, done and dusted, folks. Um, hopefully you've got something out of that and you've agreed or disagreed with it. If you have to any of that, feel free to let us know at the Carlton Show. Now, apparently, well, not apparently, I did set up, I've set up a Facebook page and I've set up an Instagram account. I don't know oh. what that means, right? I don't know what that means. I don't know technical how. Technical whiz. Well, I don't know what to do now. Oh, somebody said, oh, yeah, you put you know, little snippets of what... You just put the keys in and switch the I've got no idea what to do with it now. So there is a young fella out there who's uh, volunteering to do all this for us. We might have to take him up on his offer. But um, it's good to have you with us again, folks, and uh, get down to Princess Park on the weekend. Get there early. The girls are going to need all the support. It's a huge game for them, obviously. Uh, the big game coming up later that night against Adelaide and the Brisbane Lions. Door's going to open for us if we can get the win against the Western Bulldogs. So uh, we wish them all the very best. Definitely. Damien Keeping, get Vessio into the game, please. We, well, it's funny you say that. Please. I'd like them to play with a bit more dare. I'd like the, the girls seem to be a little bit... Let's stop the opposition before we start our own engines a up a little bit. very technical style of I think they are. I think they are. And, and maybe he understands the list that he's got much better than... Well, hopefully he understands the list better than Put we Jacobson do. Put in the square. Get Ballerair next to her. She can go all right. She goes all right. And that loin's in the middle. She's a beauty. Last quarter, massive. So is Arnell. They, they are mm. warriors. Loins mm. and Arnell are Fairnick and warriors. So Sarah Hosking, oh, too. Yeah, Arnell. she went well. She's yeah. Yeah, no, she's a beauty. Um, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, Ep 2, done and dusted, of the Carlton Show. Back to do it all again next week. Uh, let's hope we get uh, a couple of positive results this weekend. And they will know that they've been playing against the famous Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. 
That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.